When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're on SENZ. This is Senna Pass. Ricardo Ballstorm Purvis with you. G'day, Storm. How are you doing? G'day. I'm good. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, mate. Sorry, sorry, to, sorry to leave you in the lurch one weekend. With bloody Mania, honestly. <laughs> How did he go? How was his knowledge? He was good. He knows a bit about netball. Oh, well, I mean, he knows a lot about basketball. Right. So he, he kind of slipped up with the odd basketball terminology here and there. Yeah. But, you know, he said it confidently, so that's the key. That's, just say it like you mean it, <laughs> and then you're away and laughing. Yeah, exactly. Away and laughing. No, it was good. Another big weekend of games uh, this weekend just gone, of course. Um, where do you want to start? Whoa, well, we'll start at the top, I think. Game one of the round was the Mystics Pulse Thriller. Uh, Mystics taking that one by one goal, 62-61. to 61. And I've been talking up the Mystics yep. all season. They're the team to beat. Um when they've got their full seven available, I have literally been saying that they're unbeatable. But the Pulse nearly did it over the weekend. Uh, Mystics didn't have Phoenix Kartika, so, you know, we're missing someone in defence. But, you know, their defensive end played amazingly anyway, so it didn't matter too much. But what really stood out for me in this match was the change in tactics by both teams. You know, the Mystics scored 20 goals in that first quarter. And then Kelly Jury, who's a goalkeeper, captain of the Pulse team, came out in the second quarter like a new woman. She got so much ball, turned it around, the pulse were ahead by three at quarter time and then Helene Wilson Mystics coach made a whole lot of really key changes and the Mystics went ahead and then the pulse went ahead and then in the last quarter the Mystics somehow got a seven goal run. So they were down by six with eight minutes to go. And, and, turned, it, turned, and, and turned it over and got the win right in the dying seconds. So that was um, the game of the season so far and I, I'll be surprised if a game before you know finals will beat a game like that because it was, it was great to watch. And it happened to be the game that I was commentating, so we have to pick MVPs. Yes. It's a very hard game to pick, but um, Taylor Earl in at centre for the Mystics was just solid. You know, did a job, wasn't spectacular, but got the job done. So, yeah, a really, really great game and really set the tone for the weekend. Yeah, um, what I thought about Taylor Earl's performance that you talk about, it was just she was everywhere in centre court. I mean, how many interceptions did she make? And, you know, and then when she got the ball, it was what she did with it because her passing, her, like, you know, I'm, I'm a football guy, right? And quite often you get the ball in midfield, mm. uh, you go sideways and you go nowhere. But her passing was forward, it was direct, it was incisive, you know, and, and it turned uh, it turned um, the pulse around. Yeah, I mean, it did. She's The good thing about Taylor Earl, she started in that wing defence, but she's a real attacking player. So that's obviously something you know, that when she got an intercept, she knows what to do with the ball. Mm. Um, I was a defender back in my day and I didn't know what to do with the ball. And a lot of the time <laughs> if I got intercepts, like nine times out of ten, I'd throw them bloody who knows where so I think like she was a real key for them in that turnaround just to be able to you know she got three gains for a centre whose major role is attacking to get um, three really good defensive turnovers and score them proved to be pivotal because the Mystics pulled away with a one goal win so Really, really enjoyed that game. And in terms of you know, talk about Kelly Jury as well because she started she started at goalkeep, didn't she? And then went to what uh, wing D. No, she stayed. She did stay at goalkeep. She's the only player in the competition that can actually match Grace Nwicky for height. Yeah, and right. So there's always a lot of pressure on her because people always say, "Look, you're the same height as Grace. You should be able to get some ball off her." But there's so much more to it than just that. So for her to actually come out in that game and have a pretty 
a great first quarter. Mm. Get a little bit of a rack up at the first quarter break from a coach and then come out and she finished with, what, seven games um, against Grace Nwicky. No one gets ball off Grace Nwicky. Yeah. So she should be very, very impressed with um, her outing and I hope that, yeah, when they play each other again in a couple of rounds' time, that that's a real real goodie. And it wasn't all under the net either, was it? I mean, she was making a lot of the, a lot of those gains on the edge of the circle. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the good thing about Kelly as well, that she is just getting more and more agile and, and using her feet more, and the um, older she gets and the more time she spends sort of focusing on her strength and conditioning. She's gone from just being a great player that can hold a good lean over the shot to being someone who can run out of the circle for intercepts and really contest up the court, so... Yeah, really impressed. Got my eye on Kelly Jury this year, considering it is a Commonwealth Games year for the Ferns. The other thing to to take out of this match, I think, um, talking about how close it was, is this is the Mystics' third game. But really, it's the Pulse. It's only the Pulse's second because they missed a game in that first. So, and and they had so many changes in the off season. Yeah. they will probably gel better, become a better unit, and and continue to uh, to, to go on an upward trajectory form wise throughout the tournament. You'd think it's interesting looking at the table last season. Um, the Stars started off six games in a row with wins, and then kind of peaked really soon in the season, and then just really kind of fizzled out while the other teams lifted their um, lifted their games. So you're right, we could see that with the Pulse this year. But I mean, just looking at the table, it's funny you bring up that the Mystics have played three. Um, they've played four actually now, whereas, you know, the Stars have only played two. So yeah. the season with the way it's working with COVID and everything, it's don't look at the table yet. If you're listening, don't go and look at the ANZ Premiership <laughs> table right now. Give it a few more rounds before it actually starts taking shape because at the moment it doesn't really mean anything. We've got a double game week this weekend, haven't we? Yeah, this week for the Stars. Well, we right? did. Oh, we did. Oh, that's right. We did. It was the Stars, of course. We did. As soon as I said Stars, I went, oh, COVID. <laughs> that's right. We did, and we only found that out a couple of hours ago that they've yeah. actually pulled in um, due to the COVID policy within the ANZ Premiership. If you've got four or more players unavailable from your contracted 10, you can apply to have the game postponed. And so the Stars have done that. Um, so not only do they have those two games to make up later in the season, they didn't get their round one game against the Pulsen either. So, yeah, I don't want to be in the Stars camp at the moment knowing that they've got three games to make up and the season's only going to get you know harder, more tiring, more intense. So it's, it's a real shame, really, that COVID is just peaking at this moment because it's kind of messing our competition up a little bit. It is a little bit. I mean... <laughs> You want your best team out there, but I think about it and think, okay, so you got your contracted ten, you're missing four of them, you have wider squad players. The impact of having to fit those three games in later in the season, what impact is that going to have on your squad when we're in here? Are you better just to take one now with a couple of fringe players? Do you know, I'm sure Kitty Wills, the coach of the Stars, would have been through option A, B, C, and D and scenario yeah. A, B, C, and D. Like I, I trust that. Maybe that, you know, training partners or the wider squad are also unavailable. Maybe there's COVID all throughout the squad. I'm only assuming that it's just four. It might be more than four. Um, we just don't know. But, you know, four out of a team of seven, really, yeah. if, if there's four starting players. And when you've got a squad of 10, any of those players can be starting players in a squad. Mm. Um, it's it's a huge loss. And then you, you end up putting pressure on other players who, you know, she's got Kayla Johnson coming back from giving birth and having COVID herself, that she's you know managing her load. You don't want to put pressure on players so early in the season to have to perform 60 minutes when the rest of your squad is unavailable. So who'd want to be a coach in the ANZ right now? It's a, it's a <laughs> There's tough a job. lot of things to consider. It is. It's a tough job. We should get on to uh, the Steel versus the Stars as well because uh, a fantastic performance from the Steel. It really was. Um, and do you know what, though? I mean, how many times does a team score 62 goals in a match and still lose by nearly 10? Yeah. Um, so for me, watching this game, being a defender, I was really not disappointed, but I really noticed the lack of defence throughout the court. 
Um, and it was just the steel who made less errors, really. And we know that about them. They're a possession team. They play very safe netball. And they are a pleasure to watch. And they did play really well. But, um, you know, if a team's scoring 62 goals against you and you take a nine-goal win, I don't know how much... I don't want to take anything away. It was a great win. Yeah, it was great. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was a great win. But, you know, it was, a, it was a tough game to watch as someone who loves defence because there was just no defence out there. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, Raina Bloxham is going to come on the show uh, soon and we can ask her that question because mm-hmm. I'm sure from a coaching point of view as well, as much as she's happy to win by nine goals, she's like, we should have won by 20. Yeah, you know? and they could have because George Fisher, their goal shoot, shot 51 from 52. Yeah. She missed one goal and she shot at the volume of 50. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's what most teams are scoring in a whole game. So they have the potential down that attack end to you know, really put their foot down and trouble teams. They've just got to figure out a way to get more ball on defence. Um, but, look, I mean, it was still a great game to watch, bearing in mind the Stars, even before this announcement just being, they were already without Anna Harrison. Their yeah. starting goalkeeper, Mila Rurley Buchanan, hardest name to say in netball, and their mm-hmm. starting centre, and Lisa Mather, who's another backup centre option. So they were kind of up against it from the get go. Um, but they're still a quality side, and, you know, the Steel had a 20 goal loss at home against the Mystics last weekend. So to come away with a 10 goal win ahead of a team like the Stars, like I don't want to take anything away from that. It was a, it was a good showing. And, you know, you can, you can really trace that nine goal win that they had uh, if you look at the gains and the intercepts. Can't you? Because I mean, it was a, there was a massive gap. It's twenty gains to ten, and nine intercepts to six as well. I mean, yeah. that almost tells. That's almost the nine. Yes, exactly. And when you see maybe two teams getting twenty gains each, that's the kind of a normal outing. So that's why I say there was no defence. I guess there wasn't any defence by the stars and the steel. The ball they did get. Luckily, they score off it. They're really good at scoring their possession play. Like I've said before, so when they get ball, you know they're safe. Um, but yeah, I guess. If it was another team getting nine or ten gains, they're not going to score all of those. Um, the opposition team still scored 62. I just think there's room for the steel to be better at slowing down the ball as it's coming down the court and slowing down the opposition from scoring so quickly um, because there's going to be times that they don't score ev- off every game they get. Um, and saying that a lot of those games were Kate Burley. We had Kate Burley on the show week yeah. one. Uh, she's a great character and she has moved south from the Mystics and relishing her time down there and is playing really well. So I don't want to take anything away from her either. She did have a great game. No, she did. Uh, there was, of course, a game last night as well between the Magic and the Tactics. Uh, I know that it's early in the season, but having watched the other two games and then watching this, kind of felt like the wooden spoon game you know like which of these teams is going to finish below the other yeah it is a bit like that the the tactics on paper have a side that should be able to go all the way um they've pretty much got the same team that they've had for the past two seasons that has been um grand final teams you know they've come second two years in a row they are without jane watson and we all know jane watson she's their very inspirational captain great defender um but their attacking lineup is unchanged for the last few years so I'm, I'm stoked they got their first win. They did win that one 61-54. Um, and Karen Berger, again, their MVP and at goal defence. But, you know, she had a quiet game by her standards as well. What really stood out for me in that game was the return um, of Amelia Ann Iconacio. We saw her get a quarter last weekend, and she was great in her quarter at goal shoot. But um, I've got my Ferns hat on. I'm worried about com games. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's a goal attack. She is our star goal attack and our captain. And to see her play half a game at goal attack and shoot 100% uh, in that game was fantastic. And it was in the second half that the tactics really pulled away. So if they can get Meals back for full games and her combination with Bailey Mez 
looked great. It looked like it was humming. Um, yeah, I take back what I said about the Magicka. They were like night and day kind of wooden spooners for me. But mm. they nearly beat the Tactics with Meals only playing half a game, not quite back at her best. So watch that space. I agree with you. They are, you know, a step below the other four teams at the moment. But it's a... Um, it's early days. Yeah, it's a long competition. It's a long competition. Uh, yeah. We will see. We will see what's going on now. It's still to come in Centre Pass. Uh, we have Storm Performance of the Week. Uh, we'll go through that uh, that Team of the Week as well. Gina Crampton is uh, going to uh, join us. That is uh, a get to know you. We'll get to know Gina a little bit better and get her take on the uh, from the inside of the Stars camp. But up next, it is Raina Bloxham, the coach of the Steel. She's going to join us after this. It's 8.16 here on Centre Pass on SCNZ, our temper bedpost uh, text machine line is double eight double three double eight double three. if you've got any questions for Storm or for our next guest, the head coach of the Steel, Raina Bloxham. Uh, g'day Raina, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. Congratulations on uh, on a big win uh, on the weekend. Uh, you must have been pleased turning that round from a, a 20 point loss the week before to a 9 point win. Yeah, look, I think the week before against the Mystics, we really let ourselves down. Um, we were quite disappointed. Uh, we felt that the Mystics, they had a blinder, actually, and they really kicked our butt. So um, we knew that we had to pull our fingers out and come out a little bit stronger um, over the weekend. So it was good to do that. So what what was happening during the weekend camp between that game and this game? Uh, I mean, you know, I know in footy they, they call it an honesty session where you all sit around and just kind of give it to each other a little bit and uh, and, and, and everybody lays their cards on the, on the table. How do you guys go about it? Yeah, look, we always reflect after each game and a couple of things that come up was just around sort of personal responsibility and basic error. So... Um, we didn't have to call each other out, which was great, but it was definitely we did have a chance to sit down and and just look at the key things that we needed to do going forward because, you know, when you lose by 20 points, it can be quite overwhelming. But once we broke it down, it was sort of just back to basics and just simplifying things. So that's kind of what we did. We made it really clear about what we wanted to achieve over the weekend, and I think that we did a good job of that. Kelly, you say no one had to call anyone out, but your captain, Shannon Saunders, was the first to kind of put her hand up immediately in the post-match last week and say it wasn't good enough from her and, you know, she was disappointed in her performance and then came out and had an MVP showing the other day. So you must be stoked that your captain is leading from the front there. Oh, look, I think that just speaks volumes for Shannon. She's so tough on herself and her, her standards are extremely high so she was so gutted and so disappointed in that performance against the Mystics and I just knew that she was going to pull something out but I just um, sat there in awe watching her on the weekend and just it was really awesome to see her be able to turn that around not only for the whole team but for herself she's just so critical on everything she does and that's probably what makes her so good. Yeah, and how much does she lift the likes of Saviour Tui and George Fisher, who had a blinder shooting 51 from 52? Yeah, she did. And look, she was giving them absolute quality ball in there. They, you know, you could see that they were comfortable in everything that was happening. She was leading that whole attack end. She was controlling the tempo. And it just allowed somebody like Saviour, who's still learning the ropes at goal attack, just allowed her to just think about you know, the little things rather than the bigger picture. And Shannon just sort of led the way and off she went. So it was really cool to see that. I have to ask about Gina Crampton, obviously an old um, 
you know, old teammate, well, sorry, in your team at the Steel for years before she moved up to the Stars. Another one in that game who was playing quite like Shannon and just had the freedom to kind of let the ball go. And we talked about it a lot as the battle of the wing attacks because they were both just firing it in constantly from one end to the other. Um, I know, obviously, your defence had a great game. You got the win, but the Stars still managed to score 62 points. Is that something you guys have reflected on? Yeah, look, I think... um you know, when I looked back at it, it was definitely a battle of the wing attacks. And Gina's a quality player, and she's hard to shut down. But, um, you know, they the Stars obviously had a lot of um, players who were, who, you know, had gone out during the week and stuff. But I think, you know, Gina just led by example down there, and she was throwing the ball in a lot um, easier than we would have hoped at times. So it is something that we that we will look at. We were trying to, um, you know, try and shut her down or slow her down if you can from that centre pass, but she still at times just has the ability to sort of find that space and just put it into her shooters so delicately and, and she has pinpoint accuracy. So there's definite room for improvement and I know that we did manage to get quite a few gains, but I still think there's room, um, you know, to, to disrupt the attacking and to try and get a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. You've got the Mystics again this weekend. So you would have gone sort of Mystic Stars, Mystic Stars, which is a bit strange, but you're not playing the Stars anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. But how do you turn your 20-goal deficit into a win against the Mystics this weekend? Yeah, I think if we can just fine-tune again and really simplify what we want to try and achieve, I think we had the big picture of what we wanted to do, but we just got a little bit caught up in ourselves and and, um, didn't execute just the basics simply. So um, this weekend, we know that if we can try and shut the ball down before it even gets into grace, then we'll have half a chance. Um, you never want to leave your goalkeeper back there trying to have a jumping competition with her because she's just too good and she's too athletic. Um, it's like when we had Janelle in the team, you pretty much guarantee once it's in their hands, it's going through that hoop. So we'll be having a good look at how we can sort of disrupt and disconnect that attacking um, nice and early and try and disrupt right from the centre pass if we can and attack ball out in the circle and it's just a matter of making sure that we really understand which ball we're going for and I think that's what we weren't able to do last time. Yeah, Um, without knowing the sort of ins and outs and the inner workings of the steel at the moment, it kind of seems like you are one of the only teams to not really be affected by COVID at the moment. Are you feeling like you're in a pretty privileged uh, position with that space? Yeah, look, I think we are, um, to be honest. And I feel like it definitely feels like COVID's closing in on us, but it isn't quite hit our team yet. Um, We know that it's coming and we know that um, we're hoping that by the time it does come, we might be a little bit further on in this competition. But you just just aren't guaranteed anything. But um, the other thing is we just feel really lucky that, you know, each week that we go out there, we're able to still train together and we're able to still play together and we haven't really had that much that much disruption due to COVID so we're just going to ride this wave while we can and just know that it's going to hit us soon I suppose yeah. We've got a big wooden desk here Rainer, I'm touching wood for you, okay I'm touching wood, <laughs> touching wood. <laughs> I'm touching wood as well while I'm speaking to you <laughs> Obviously it's kind of easy to avoid down in Invercargill but you know you are travelling up to Auckland, you're travelling around to play what kind of protocols are you putting in place with the girls when they come up to the likes of Auckland and you know that obviously exposure levels are a bit higher yeah, look, I think it's just trying to, you know, do the, the little things really well, just the mask wearing, sanitising, trying not to go out to too many places and just limit contact with the outside world, really. So um, it'll be pretty much jump on the plane, get off, go to the accommodation and stay there until we play. 
Um, and then after the game, it's the same sort of thing. And then we'll be getting out of Auckland as quickly as we possibly can, I suppose. But, you know, I, I think we do try and minimise the risk. But at some point, there's, there's always going to be some contact somewhere along the way. We just have to try and do our best until that happens. Just you've got to try and minimise the uh, the bad influence of Storm Purvis on the team when they get here, and <laughs> you know taking them out to clubs and pubs and things. Right? That's the, she's t- she's been telling me about how she studied mixology at Otago University. So <laughs> Curly remembers me showing up to a few trainings hungover. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, God, no. I mean, we won't go there, but I guess yeah. I guess eventually you are going to want to welcome crowds back into the fortress at ILT Stadium. There's all this talk every time you guys play at home, at, at, you know, just how amazing the crowd is down there. But how do you, having been there all the time, how do you kind of put it into words, Curly, or is it all just, you know, a bit, a bit over overplayed? Oh, look, I think... Um... I, I did a speaking engagement today and Tahungarea was one of the guest speakers um, and one of the questions was, you know, what do you enjoy most about being down here in Invercargill? And one of the things that she said was playing in front of the home crowd. And um, it is like no other place. There's people down here, like uh, we're a little place and there isn't much to do and they just love coming out to netball and they always have right back since the, the sting played. They're so passionate about everything. Um, and Stormy, you'll know that when you've got the steel dress on, you're safe as houses, and when you're in the opposition, it's just open slather. But um, they just they just love coming out and supporting us no matter what happens. You go to the supermarket, they're looking in your trolley to make sure that you've got healthy food in there and no chocolate <laughs> and that sort, of, that sort of thing. But um, the last couple of games have been quite different, not having that noise and that atmosphere and that energy of them behind you. And um, And it's probably something that we sort of, you know, without realising it, we really miss. And and it does take away that sort of home court advantage, I suppose, if you like, because they are like another player. They just completely get behind it. They um, enjoy, you know, good netball on both sides, but they're definitely always behind us. And I can't wait till um, hopefully we get to a point where we could have more than 200 people in the stadium. But I know that the locals down here are absolutely just chomping at the bit to be back in that stadium and, and supporting us. Yeah, we had um, Kate Burley on the show a couple of weeks ago and she was, you know, shocked at people stopping her in the street and she's just not used to that up here in Auckland because it doesn't really happen up here. But I do remember, yep, the old pulling the scorched almonds out of my trolley might have happened once or twice in Invercargill. Um, But speaking about Kate, I mean, you know, she's been on fire for you guys. What has she brought to the team? A good recruit from you guys in the off-season, but what has she brought to the team off the court? Yeah, look, off the court, she's um, a really bubbly personality, and I think we need that. We're quite a conservative, quiet bunch, and um, I think without her, you'd be able to hear a pin drop all the time. So um, her nickname is Early Burley because she's always the first one in the room, and she's always chatting away. So, yeah, she brings a real positive vibe, a real good energy. She loves to question everything. Um, But, yeah, she's a real social being, and I think, that's a nice quality to have when you've got so many people who are quite conservative and happy just to sit back and watch. So, yeah, it's good. Can I just say, I think she's only early burly because she's used to um, leaving for training an hour early here in Auckland because I'm pretty sure she was never (laughs) early at the start. (laughs) She did talk about how she had her playlist sorted um, to drive from her house in Invercargill to the stadium. She was like, 
I only got to listen to two songs. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much going to be it. <laughs> yeah, so she has talked about those playlists being shortened. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, that is outstanding. Raina, thank you very much for giving up some of your time. I really appreciate you coming on uh, tonight and, and having a chat. Best of luck for the weekend um, against uh, the Mystics. It's uh, it's going to be uh, really interesting to see uh, how, how much you've closed the gap uh, with that game against the Stars in between these two meetings with the Mystics. So I wish you all the best and safe travels. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kelly. Good luck. Uh, Raina Bloxham there with us, uh, the steel coach. What what was she like as a coach to play under? What sort of coach is she? Do you know what? When I was down at the steel, she was my assistant coach. Mm. And so it wasn't until I had left, and it was actually the year after I left, that she took over the head coaching roles. Um, but she was a player, and she played for the Sting for many years. So she kind of had that understanding of netball down there and a lot of respect from the people who knew kind of what went before because we, we talk about the Sting and you know, Southland Otago legacy a lot when you play for the Steel because it's so strong. Um, but she's great because, you know, like Wendy Frew, who was in the team with me at the time, played with her not that long ago. And so she kind of had that great mix between, you know, demanding respect from us and, and us having to listen to what she had to say, but also being able to level and have a laugh and mm. understand, you know, what it was actually like out there. So um, she's done an amazing job with the Steel, having taken over that head coach role and, Definitely a coach to look out for in the future. I'm sure there are, there will be bigger things coming her way because yeah. she's got yeah the balance. She's nailed it. I was going to say that it's 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 a balancing act, there, yeah. isn't it? Really yeah. is, Definitely. really is. Yeah, yeah. no, Raina Bloxham. Uh, great to chat to her and those games coming up this weekend: the Mystics Steel, then the Mystics Tactics on Sunday, and then the Magic versus the Pulse as well uh, coming up this weekend uh, in the ANZ Premiership. This is Centre Pass with Ricardo Ball and Storm Purvis. Just give you a couple of updates on the live sport that's going. Going on at the moment, uh, the Black Caps 180 for two against the Dutch, chasing 203, and I think uh, Ross Taylor has just been caught behind. I reckon that was an inside edge storm. Oh well, we're seeing they're also, reviewing it. Uh, yeah, the they're Dutch, the up. Dutch went upstairs straight away. I thought yeah. it was out, so well, I turned around a bit late, didn't quite uh, see that. Yeah, okay. Just saw the celebrations. Yeah, no, but fair how's enough. That? How's that? How's that? <laughs> and uh, and the um, minor Pacific Blues game. It is twenty four twelve to the Blues at the moment. Twenty three minutes left in that one. Still to come on the centre pass. Jenna Crampton from the Stars is going to join us up next, though. Performance of the week and Storm's team of the week. Oh, my least favourite part of the show. Oh, she's nervous. She's nervous. <laughs> So you text through your uh, take on who the team who should be in your team of the week on our temper bedpost text machine double eight double three. We'll be back with that next. It's twenty six away from nine here on Centre Pass. Ricardo Ball Storm Purvis with you and Stormlet is uh, the spotlight firmly firmly on you. It's bright. It's shining. You're about to give your performance of the week, uh, team of the week as well. Uh, where do you want to start? You want to you want to start in the shooting circle? That's kind of the way we've been doing it, but if you want to flip it on its head, I don't mind. I'll Ma- let you pick. It's it's up to you. You're the one doing all the hard yards. I'm just sitting here and nodding uh, and nodding and pretending I uh, <laughs> uh, pretending I know what you're talking about. So let's let's do that. Okay. Well, we'll start at goal shoot then. Mm-hmm. Um, fitting because we've just talked to her coach, but it is George Fisher, the English international, playing for the Roses. I like if you score 51 goals after putting up 52 in a game in netball. Um, yeah, you, you just can't go past that. She is so reliable, fantastic to watch. She wears great Nike high-top shoes, used to have pink hair. I'm a big fan. She brings a lot to the competition, um, and she's playing bloody well. So oh, yeah. The one playing. thing I'd love for her to bring to the competition is a New Zealand passport. Yeah, yeah, that would be okay, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be good. Yeah, that would be good. Although, you know, our golf shirts, they're okay in this country. 
Yeah. If she could play goal attack, maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Mate, have a word. Do you know what's funny, though? She's not even the starting goal shoot for the Roses. No, that's the thing. That's why I'm like, oh, Which man, is we'll, we'll, take, we'll take her. Yeah. If you've got somebody better, we'll take her. Exactly, exactly. Um, but that brings me down to goal attack, who is someone who may potentially make her way back into this Fern squad. Mm-hmm. It's Bailey Mez, uh, played... A full game, a little bit at goal shoot and a little bit at goal attack for the Magic. But it's just great to see her back in the groove. She's one of those players, if um, you've been following her kind of trajectory and netball over the past 10 years, it's been like a yo-yo. It's been in there, been the star, been dropped and then played really poorly at ANZ level, then come back and played amazingly and then played poorly again. So this year, last season, she had a rough run at the um, Mystics, was kind of benched for the young Phil DeVui, who had a breakout year last year. So Bailey has you know, left, left the big smoke, gone down to Hamilton and is playing outstanding netball. You know, we're used to seeing her offload, being too scared to put the shot up, um, worried that she was going to miss it and passing it to the next available shooter. But last night, she was putting them up left, right and centre and finish at 88% or something. So I'm just stoked to see her out there playing with confidence and playing well. Yeah, it's good to see her getting those percentages up because you're right. I remember looking at some of her shooting percentages over the last few years and, you know, be at 76 and you're like, how are you even in the ferns with shooting exactly. percentages like that? And no one in international netball who's your goal shoot is shooting below 85% at the moment. Yeah. So um, stoked for her to be up there. And what she brings to the goal attack position, I think, may be her point of difference going forward. So that's a good one. Okay, wing attack. She's. I always pick the person who's going to be on the show that night, and I haven't done that on purpose, I swear, but it is Gina Crampton for the stars. This was a really hard one for me because it was between Shannon Saunders from the Steel and her wing attack counterpart, Gina Crampton. But um, the way Gina was just letting the ball go to Maya Wilson in that game, you know, Gina was without her regular centre um, mm. due to COVID, was playing with two, maybe three different centres in that game and still managed to get away something like 58 feeds and, you know, didn't miss a beat, had no turnovers. So the way she kind of steps up and glues that, stars are tacking in together. Um, yeah, I can't go past Gina for that one. Gina, all right, OK. Yeah. What, what about centre then? We, we had uh, some fantastic centres on show over the weekend. Yeah, we did, and we've talked about her already. It is Taylor Earl for the Mystics, just someone who can bring so much steadiness and calmness on attack but still has that X factor on defence um, Sam Winders is another centre in the country that plays like that but mm. this round it was Taylor Earl who really stood up in that position and for someone who's still a young player, um, she's only 20 or something, still finding her feet I was really impressed with the maturity and calmness she played to um, help the Mystics get that one goal win in the dying seconds so good on you Taylor, you're yeah. right up there. Yeah it's a good looking team so far it's a solid yeah. team that have I'm really? liking this team, yeah. 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 Got a flare in there, which brings me to wing defence. Fa'amu Yuani, also from the Mystics. She has been out with COVID um, and took a little while to recover. Um, one of the sufferers who just you know, wasn't quite feeling herself for a while. And she was reintroduced at wing defence for the Mystics, I think in the second quarter, and straight away pulled out three or four intercepts and just looked like she'd never left, never missed, never missed a beat. So great to see her back on court and someone who does bring that kind of um, Auckland Pacific flair to, yeah. to the game at wing defence, whereas in New Zealand we're used to, you know, your Laura Langemans and your Sam Winders who are, you know, ground workers and nuggety players. Fa'amu brings a bit of flair, so it's cool to see her out there. It's, it's good to see her. Is she uh, related to the Yuani brothers? Do you know what? I don't think she is. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm almost 99% positive that she isn't. Yeah. And someone will text us and tell me that yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, double eight, double three is the yeah. team for bedpost text machine. <laughs> uh, and I can confirm, too, after much digging, that Storm Purvis is not related to Graham Purvis. Uh, not, yeah. If if you went back 
77 generations, I yeah. think you'd find the link. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We sat down once over a beer because he was um, the manager down at the Highlanders when I was playing for the Steel. Mm-hmm. And everyone used to just assume that he was my dad. Yeah. Not the case. But no. we did figure out somewhere <laughs> deep, deep down. Is it back it? in Scotland? Is that where Purvis comes from? Is yeah. that a Scottish name? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say yes. Yes. For the sake of this conversation, <laughs> let's say yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. Maybe too many beers. I can't remember. <laughs> um, moving on to goal defence, though. It's Karen Berger, uh, everyone's favourite silver fern at the moment. She just never has a bad game. Um, and she's playing for the tactics at the moment in a team that, you know, is still hitting their straps, hasn't quite... Um, performed to their potential and I feel sorry for her because she is performing out of her skin every week and is always demanding a lot from her side. Even though she had a quiet game by her standards, she was still by far the best goal defence out there um, over the weekend in the competition. So she will probably be my goal defence every weekend. Yeah, well, I mean... Keep an eye on that one. She, uh, you know, is obviously missing Jane Watson as your regular partner as well. I mean, when those two are together, they're very, very tough to get past. Yes, exactly. And she won't have Jane Watson for the entire season. So Mm. the fact that she's still able... They've been rotating um, two different goal keeps throughout the season at the moment. Believe it or not, the tactics head coach even gave me a call and asked if I would be available this wow, weekend. I know that's go. how desperate they're getting down there because yes. Karen Berger's having to do it all herself. But right. as the season goes on, she's got two young goal keeps she's working with and, and they will get there in time. Um, but for now, she's the one who's... Are you really... not going to get there in time? Well... <laughs> for the weekend? No, because the, it was supposed to be against the Stars. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> and so, whew, I mean, I'm, I'm gutted for the yeah. Stars that oh. that game's not going ahead, but yeah. I secretly... Um, yeah, took in a big sigh of relief that that game's not happening anymore because I tentatively said yes for some stupid reason. That would have been shocking. Um, but go- <laughs> a goalkeeper is not shocking, Kelly Jerry. She is also my captain for the week um, just because of the way she was able to just pull herself out of a hole, had a pretty shocking first quarter, came back for the pulse and got six gains against Grace Nwicky. If anyone else can do that again this season, I will be shocked. Mm. Um yeah, she's just really, really relishing her new captaincy role within the Pulse. And I love what it's brought out, brought out in her as a player. So she is my goalkeeper of the week and also my captain of the week. You know what I think we should do? Mm. And I don't know if you've already thought about this because I was away last week. Mm-hmm. But we should keep all of these each week and then, you know, assign points for every week, right? And then we get to the end of the season and we pick our our, our Silver Ferns team off, off of your team of the week every week and see how close we are. Great idea. But what I will say is mm. that my team of the week isn't necessarily always who I would pick for the ferns. Well, I suppose you know because you've got to Georgie, think about combinations. For George, for example, but like you know who brings what to the team? What's the makeup of the team? I'm a real nerd. I'm I'm nerding out over this, but I like the idea regardless, just because mm. I'm curious to see who has been the real solid performers um, throughout the year and whether that does have any relation to who Dame Knowles picks exactly. for the Birmingham well, games. She, well, she'll obviously be listening in. Oh, obviously. She'll be making this is notes. Favorite show. Exactly. She told me yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I'm just so. going to call in any second. Actually, it's great. Well, uh, Knowles, <laughs> it's 0800-150-811, 0800-150-811, or the Temper Bed Post text machine double eight double three. Your performance of the week. What do you think of Storm's team? Uh, is there a position you uh, disagree with, or uh, do you think she's nailed it? Let us know. Double eight double three or 0800-150-811. It is 13 away from 9 here on Centre Pass. Storm Purvis, Ricardo Ball with you through all at 9 o'clock. Joining us out of the Northern Stars is Gina Cramden. G'day, Gina. How are you doing? 
I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good. It was uh, it must have been a bit tough for you on the weekend. I mean, personally, you had a really good game, uh, but you never want to lose. Uh, um, but it was we talked earlier to to Raina Bloxham. It was really a battle of the wing attacks, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know about that. Jeez, uh, Shannon Saunders is obviously a good friend of mine, and she got MVP. So proud of her, but. Yeah, the the loss wasn't great. I mean, no excuses really in this climate, but we were missing a few crucial people to our squad. So hopefully the next time we come up against them, things will turn out a bit better for us. Um, Gina, Curley was she really was singing your praises, the fact that you were without you know two of your, your starting centre and then your backup centre and the fact that you were still able to make um, the steel defence look a bit silly at times. So... You know, had you had Anna Harrison back in there and a few other things going your way, you still scored 62 goals, so you can't have been too upset with your attacking output? Yeah, I think, you know, overall happy. There were probably a few sort of errors that we didn't, um, or that we sort of made, and we weren't able to capitalise on any ball that our D got, and we know that still were hard to get ball off, but I think the thing that's sort of tripping us up at the moment is we get a turnover and we score that, but then don't score our centre pass, so that um, obviously doesn't help us sort of eat into a to a lead from the other team or um, yeah get us back in the game. So that was a little bit disappointing. Your money ball, do they still call it money ball? Uh, yeah, we're trying to figure out actually what we're going to say for that at the moment because that is um, obviously a key area that we need to focus on. But we don't want to use money. We sort of want to link it to our theme of Masariki and see how we can go with that in the future. Mm-hmm. Star ball. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, you won't be doing that this weekend, obviously, because we've just all heard that both your games have been postponed, um, which happened to you in round one as well. What's happening in Stars Camp at the moment? Yeah, we've got a few, um, you know, people that aren't able to play the game. And so obviously we had that in the weekend just prior, but we've had a, a few more people sort of go down since then. So. Um, luckily, we've been granted a deferment of those couple games because um, we probably weren't, you know, even able to put together a team. So, um, hopefully, you know, it's the right time of season and, and we get our get our girls back soon and finish the season strong. So we were talking about it at the top of the show that now means you've got three games to make up and what is already a pretty intense season. I mean, does that stress you out at all? It does a little bit. I think obviously we've got double headers in this um, ANZ season this year, so. That provides its own challenges, but then we're trying to fit in three extra games somewhere in the mix. So we sort of thought that we might just be playing every Monday and Wednesday for the next couple of months. So it'll be interesting, but we've done a lot of work in pre-season and, and, you know, once we get back to being fit and healthy, I'm sure we'll be good to go. Damn, so no more weekend BYOs for you and me, Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, who who am I going to do that with now? No, um, Unless we Thursday BYOs. Yeah, 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 we can sneak a cheeky Thursday in there. No, um, gee, what do you do this weekend now? Obviously you had two games scheduled and a few of you are down and out. So what does the rest of the team do? Has Kiz, your coach, organised a sort of make-up game or, you know, what's on the cards this weekend? You know, we literally don't have enough people to do a makeup game, so that, that's not on the cards. But we have sort of restructured our training week and um, just getting the people that are able to train um, in there as much as possible. It's sort of, you know, we can't do so much netball with little numbers, but we'll obviously do sort of conditioning and skill-based work to keep our bodies ticking over and hopefully still preparing us for the next time that we can take the court. Yeah, uh, kangaroo court session at Storms, I reckon. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the type of conversation I like. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Gina was in uh, Dunedin for a long time oh, as well, so we went to the same school. Of you mixology. both study. You both studied mixology. Yeah, that's exactly. good. That's good. Hey, now, Gina, we want to we want to get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to ask you some right. questions. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. All right. What was the last song uh, that you played on Spotify? If we grabbed your phone and had a scroll through. Oh man. Okay. Um, I have been sort of repeating this song quite a lot lately. It's Miguel, um, Simple Things, the remix. It's a bit old, but I like it. Yeah, we're just looking at each other like, going, what? 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 Definitely not Storm's type of music. Right, no. okay, no. okay. What, what's, your, what's your go-to comfort food? Go-to comfort food? I'd probably say anything Mexican with a good guacamole. Oh, I'm noticing a thing, Miguel, Mexican, mm-hmm. guacamole, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, what uh, Outside of netball, what's your favourite other sport, Gina? Uh, to play or to watch or anything? Hey, well, up to you, up to you. Um, I've recently, over the past few years, really got into watching and playing tennis, very socially, storms there sometimes, and can vouch that I'm not very good, but um, I'd say tennis and volleyball. Tennis and volleyball, nice. She's better than me. So, oh, really? Yeah, no, she's not bad. She's not bad? She controls her temper. Hard, sometimes she hard. just winds the swing up and it goes for yeah. miles, but she just learned to control it a little bit. You'd be right up there, G. Yeah, all right. It's the hardest bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your favourite all-time movie? Ah, uh, gosh. It's so hard, isn't it, when you watch all these movies and you forget which ones are good ones, but easy answer for me would be The Lion King. <laughs> It's a classic. It's a classic. Do you, have they done a live anim, uh, a live version of that yet, or is it or just the animated version? They did that re-release like of it, you know, with the better animation. I guess you could say a couple mm. years ago. I watched that actually in, in Amsterdam, and I have been to the live show, and that was phenomenal. Yeah, nice, nice. So, be take on a whole different uh, meaning watching it at Amsterdam. I would have thought. <laughs> um, who's who's the most famous person you've met, Gina? The most famous person I've met, gosh, that I, you know, no one really springs to mind. I did meet Sonny Bill Williams in an airport one time. We got a photo with him. I think you were there, Storm, actually. Do you know what's funny? We had Tapaya on the show last week, and she said the exact same thing in the exact same moment. <laughs> like, you guys need to get out more, surely. <laughs> Oh, gosh, who else would there be? I'm just not sure. Oh, we, we had Kate Burley on the first week, and she she went um and ah and went, oh, nobody really, and then went, oh, Jason Statham, the actor. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it wasn't bad. It wasn't no. bad. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we told her she wasn't allowed to say Storm Purvis. No. Yeah, yeah, that did come to mind. <laughs> hey, uh, our, our last question on getting to know you better, Gina, is what is your Uber rating, do you know? Yes, I had to look this up before. I was a bit disappointed that I wasn't obviously five stars. I'm a four point seven seven. Ooh, you're our bad? new um, winner, loser. I don't know how would you put that. <laughs> That's the lowest rating we've come across, G. <laughs> really? Why? How did I lose these point two three? You know? Yeah, that's I'm, a question. I'm four point seven nine, and I was a little bit upset about that. So you've made me feel better. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm four point eight seven. So I don't know what I'm doing oh. right. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, no. oh. Do you think you talk too much, G, maybe, in the back seat? Um, nah, I don't reckon that would be it. Yeah, do you... Maybe making, maybe asking them to go through Mecca's drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was... not, not giving them, like, a hash brown or something to yeah. say thanks. Yeah. How, <laughs> yeah. how's, your tip, how's your tipping work? Oh, tipping. Gosh, I actually do tip every now and again on um, Uber Eats, so surely that gets me up there. You'd think so. Interesting. Yes, so. yeah.
Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff, Gina. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on. It's great getting to know you a bit better, mate. Um, I hope you stay well, and best of luck to you and the team uh, once you get everybody back on court, eh? and we'll talk to you again later on in the season. Yeah. Lovely. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gina. Yeah, this has been Centre Pass, Ricardo Ball, and Storm Purvis. We do it every Tuesday night from 8 till 9. Good stuff, Storm. Good stuff. That was fun. It that was. That went so quickly. Was that an hour? That was an hour. Wow.